Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyanukokraba. Now on today's message. Please let's stand to our feet. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for love that was shared on Calvary. Lord Jesus, express your love to us. This morning I pray as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. May everything that is dead in our life come alive in Jesus' precious name. And God's people, please say Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. This morning we are blessed to be alive. Somebody say amen. How many believe that Jesus loves you? Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Is it not so? For what tells us? For the Bible. For the Bible. Little. I'm looking at some people. <laughs> Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves. We think it's for children. Who? Yes. Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Listen again. Jesus loves me. This I. It's a confession. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. Wow. They are weak, but he is strong. Courage. Yes, Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Let's sing it for the very last time. Is the confession. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he... We are weak, but he's strong. Sing it. Yes, Jesus loves me, you and I. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah. Loves me. The Bible tells. Let's clap for Jesus for his resurrection. Hallelujah. And so, last week and this week, I've been sharing on something or God wants me to share on something that has to do with heaven. Because when everything is said and done, we would all have to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. And whether you like it or not, we will make it to heaven. Amen. On today's special day as we celebrate resurrection, 
a lot of pastors are preaching on messages that we've heard before because usually we have to hear about Jesus died, Jesus rose again. It is true. We have read it in the Bible. But the Holy Spirit has led me to talk about this last week and to continue this week. As we go through this subject, something good would happen in our lives. In Revelation chapter 20, and I want us all to please turn our Bibles if we can, though it's being shown on the screen, so that you get to know where Revelation is in your Bible. Some of us, we don't know where Revelation is. We think Revelation is just after John, but it's not after John. Revelation is the last book in the book in the Bible. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. Bible says, only verse 11, And I saw a great white throne. Can we all read it together, please? Ready, go. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Ubinka, amen. And in the last week's year, Kaya, Mr. Tini and Chebibifa, visitation, be our Yamia Kua, be our friend, Rick Joyner, our prophet. I am Papa Bishop Dag, Eta Boni Dean, say, Yentan kind books, because though our prophet taught here, most of the things that God, thank you, Holy Spirit, has revealed to him are relevant for our time. If the Bible was to be rewritten again, God would even possibly add the things that He has written to the Bible. Because a lot of things that God has been revealing to him is just like the book of Revelation. Of which one of the subjects that he is talking about, that he had an encounter and God revealed to him, was to do with the white throne. And here the Bible says that one day, I don't know how long God has given you on this earth, but whether it's a short or long, one day we'll be out of this world. And we'll stand before Jesus. And everything that we think today is very important, may not be important that day. But Bible says, and when we stand before the Lord, there are a lot of things that God will be talking about and showing us. And Regina had the privilege to go to heaven even before he would die so that God will show him some of the things that he wants we as believers to take note of. And the last week, and I remember that as I was sharing with you some of the things I read from Regina's book was how he met some people who called themselves foolish virgins. Foolish virgins. And Yesu Christo, he had to talk to some of the foolish virgins. And some of the things that they were saying that had made them foolish, it's a shock. And you know, last week I talked about one or two, and today I want to continue. And today I want to talk about two or three, if possible. And my prayer is that God will give us a revelation, so that the mistakes that these foolish virgins made, we will not make. Can I have an amen? A better amen. A better amen. The best amen. May your amen bring your blessing. From today, like the prophet Doug said, we will also add hallelujah. So when you say amen, you say hallelujah, then the blessing is complete. Can I hear your hallelujah? So today we are talking about the great white throne. And I will talk about three of the foolish virgins, if time is. Number one, the would-be mentor. The would be, the would be mentor. Number two, the enemy of the gospel. And number three, 
the reformer's wife. Number one, the would-be mentor. Number two, the enemy of the gospel. And number three, the reformer's wife. So I'm reading. So listen carefully. I want everyone in this first service, believe God to have my podcast. Podcast is simple to get. You just download the the app podcast if you are using an Android or podcast addict. If you have an Apple phone or Apple gadget, it just comes on it as podcast. And then you just type Queenston. When you type Queenston, my name will pop up. And then you see my podcast. You just subscribe. And that's all. Have Prophet Dagiwad Mills podcast. Have my podcast. At least these two. And have any other man of God or woman of God's podcast. And then keep listening. Bible says that as they keep hearing and hearing, their faith increased. Bible also says that and they came to hear and to be healed. You must have listened to what he's saying for some time. Something is changing in our lives. And my prayer is that something like this, this message I'm preaching, if you don't listen to it again, you may not get the whole meat in the word. Can I have an amen? So he says that, just when I thought I would collapse under the weight of this terrible discovery, a man I had known and esteemed as a great man of God came forward to study me. So I'm talking about the would-be mentor. So listen and you understand. Or say, as he greeted me warmly, his touch, his touch somehow revived me. I wanted to be discipled by this man, but we did not get along well. As had happened with a number of other men of God that I tried to get close to, I was an irritation to this man, and he had finally asked me to leave. So, Regina is describing a man of God that he met on earth. But the man had died, no core heaven. And because of a relationship, poor relationship that this man had with Regina, and other people like Regina, God had made him go to heaven, but he was at the worst place in heaven. Your relationship will determine where you go. I was an irritation to this man, and he had finally asked me to leave. For years, I had felt guilty about this, convinced that I had missed a great opportunity because of some flaw in my character. Even though I had put it out of my mind, I still carried the weight of this failure. When I saw him, it all surfaced, and a sick feeling came over me. Now he was so regal that I felt even more repulsive and embarrassed by my poor condition. I wanted to hide, but there was no way I could avoid him here. To my surprise... His warmth toward me was so genuine that he soon put me at ease. There did not seem to be any barriers between us. In fact, the love I felt coming from him almost completely took away my self-consciousness. I have waited eagerly for this meeting, he said. You were waiting for me? I asked, why? You are just one of many that I'm waiting for. I did not understand until my judgment that you are one that I was called to help, to even disciple, but I rejected you. It is very possible that sometimes the people 
people are not flowing with you or the people you are not flowing with are really the people you are supposed to be a blessing to. And Satan knows it. Sir, I protested. It would have been a great honor to have been discipled by you. And I'm very thankful for the time I did have with you. But I know I was arrogant that I deserved the rejection. I know my rebellion and pride have prevented me from having a real spiritual father. This was not your fault, but mine. It is true you were prideful, but that is not why I was offended with you, the man said. I was offended because of my insecurity. So this particular point, we are talking about insecurity. Mr. Amor, you can't insecurity as it is saying. If you are insecure, vulnerable, weak, Three. Pastor, this is talking about the man of God. The man of God. I see, the problem and I'm war with you as a church member was that I, I felt insecure when I saw you. <laughs> listen, listen to it. It's a shock. It's a shock. I'm going to read something that will shock. And some of us have these things, though. Your bar now you're insecure there. Oh, baby, oh, you have been ukrupa. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay, so these people know, these people don't know. And your man, wow, a man also can be insecure. I'm talking about man, pastor. Uncle Mike, a man, pastor. He was insecure. Oh, you're so funny, insecure now. Oh, oh, junior pastor. Maybe I'm going to you see the pair. Oh, person, you need to So, you're insecure now, too, you man. Oh, before from me, but Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm not worried. I'm saying, oh, pair. Now, person, you need to Oh, see, I was offended because of my insecurity, which made me want to control everyone around me. I was offended that you would not accept everything I said without questioning it. So I then started to look for anything that was wrong with you. So I could justify rejecting you. So when you see people who are insecure, they usually want to find faults about people. Ah, what can I get about this person? So I can use it against him. I can use it against her. If you act like that, you'll be like this man. You'll be a foolish virgin. Or see. I began to feel that if I could not control you, one day you will embarrass me and my ministry. I asked my ministry more than I did the people for whom it was given to me. So I drove you and many others like you away. I must admit that at times I thought you had turned into... This is Regina speaking. I stopped myself, embarrassed by what I was about to say. He said with a genuineness 
that is unknown in the realms of the earth. You were right. I've been given the grace to be a spiritual father, but I was a very poor one. All children are rebellious. They are all self-centered. Think the world revolves around them. That is why they need parents to raise them. Almost every child will at times bring reproach on his family. But he is still a part of the family. I turned away many of God's own children, precious people that he had entrusted to me, so they could be brought to maturity. I failed with many of those who stayed with me. Most of them suffered terrible and unnecessary wounds and failures that I could have helped them avoid. Many of them are now prisoners of the enemy. I built a large organization, he continued, and had considerable influence in the church. But the greatest gifts the Lord entrusted to me were the people who were sent to me for discipling, many of whom I rejected. Had I not been so self-centered and concerned with my own reputation, I would be a king here. I was called to sit on one of the highest thrones. All that you have and would accomplish would have been in my heavenly account as well. Instead, much of what I gave my attention to was of very little eternal significance. What you accomplished was astounding, I interjected. What looks good on earth looks very different here. What will make you a king on earth will often be a stumbling block to keep you from being a king here. What will make you a king here is lowly and unacclaimed on earth. I failed some of the greatest tests and greatest opportunities that were given to me, one of which was you. Will you forgive me? Of course, I said, embarrassed. But I'm in need of your forgiveness too. I still think it was my awkwardness and rebellion that made it difficult for you. In fact, I too have failed to let some people get close to me who wanted to for the same reasons you did not want me around. It is true that you were not perfect, he replied. And I discerned some of your problems rightly. But that is never reason to reject someone. The Lord did not reject the world when he saw its failures. He did not reject me. When he saw my sin, he laid down his life for me. That's why we are celebrating resurrection. He laid his life for me. It is always the greater who must lay down his life for the lesser. Obinka, amen. Even though I was more mature and had more authority than you, I became like one of the goats in the parable, rejecting the Lord by rejecting you and many others he sent to me. As he talked, his words were striking me deeply. I too was guilty of everything he mentioned. Passing through my mind were the faces of many young men and women I had brushed off as not being important enough for my time. I desperately wanted to return and gather them together. The grief I began to feel was even worse than how I had felt about wasting my time. I had wasted people. Now many of these were prisoners of the enemy, wounded and captured during the battle on the mountain. This whole battle was for the people, and yet people are often our least concerned. We will fight for truths more than for the people for whom the truths are given. We will fight for ministries while running roughshod over the people in them. And many people think of me as a spiritual leader. I am truly the least of the saints. I thought aloud. How many think that you have been blessed with what I'm reading? Number two, the enemy of the gospel. 
So there's this second. So the first person, this man that Regina met, his problem was insecurity. Now the enemy of the gospel, what was his problem? Grace. You are going to learn it. I understand how you feel. Remarked another man. I recognized him as someone I had considered as one of the greatest Christian leaders of all time. Paul, the apostle said near the end of his life that he was the least of the saints. Then just before his death, he even called himself the greatest of sinners. If he had not learned that lesson during his life on earth, he too would have been in jeopardy of becoming one of the least of the saints in heaven. Because he learned it on earth, he is now one of those closest to the Lord and will be one of the highest in rank for all eternity. If you are not humble, you will not be close to Jesus. It's one of the things we must all fight for is humility. Humility is seeing yourself as nothing. Yeah. Oh, Papa, you're MP in today. Oh, God, lighthouse in today. Oh, God, in today. Oh, God, in today. Yeah. When you think lowly, you sit close to Jesus. When Apostle Paul started ministry, he thought he was the chief of all the apostles because of how God gave him a lot of revelations. But Bible says that he went through four phases. By the time he was dying, he had gotten to a point where he described himself as the chief of all sinners. Because no, who said, I saw who been Christian. So who decreased to a chief power? Who who said, who was sin to be? Who said, no. Tell me, God is using me, but I know myself that I am nothing. It takes that humility to be close to Jesus. But unfortunately, this man that I'm going to talk about, he was not like that. He rather started humble, just like King Saul. King Saul was humble. So much that when God sent someone to go and choose Saul, he said, me? I don't deserve to be a king. He was so down. Most people are down. They don't believe in themselves. And then God starts using you. God starts blessing you. And then you forget where you have started from. And that's the mistake of this guy. The enemy of the gospel. Seeing this man in the company of the foolish virgins was the greatest surprise yet. I cannot believe that you too are one of the foolish who slept away your lives on earth. Why are you here? And he said, I am here because I made one of the gravest mistakes you can make as one entrusted with the glorious gospel of our Savior. Just as the Apostle Paul progressed from not considering himself inferior to the greatest apostles to being the greatest of sinners, I took the opposite course. I started out knowing that I had been one of the greatest of sinners who had found grace. But ended up thinking that I was one of the greatest apostles. It was because of my great pride. So this person, his problem was pride. It was because of my great pride, not insecurity, like our friend here. And he pointed to that other man. Because of that, because of my pride, I began to attack everyone who did not see everything just the way I did. I stripped I better those who followed me of their own callings and even their personalities, Mary. Pressuring them all to become just like me. No one around me could be himself. So when you come around, nobody can be himself. 
It's not of God. Because people must feel relaxed. Then cash in Seno and then resurrection Sunday. No one around me could be himself. No one dared to question me because they knew I would crush them into powder. I thought by making others smaller, I made myself greater. I thought that I was supposed to be the Holy Spirit to everyone. <laughs> From the outside, my ministry looked like a smooth running machine where everyone is in unity and there was perfect order. But it was the order of a concentration camp. Oh yeah, Jakra, if you're a father, though you have to train up your children in the way they should go, you should not let your children be afraid of you. That when daddy is coming, then everybody's running away. There is a problem. Don't let people be afraid of you. She says, it's not like that. I took the lost children and made them automatons. I molded them into my own image, hope, instead of his. In the end, I was not even serving the Lord, but rather the idol I had built to myself. By the end of my life, I was actually an enemy of the true gospel. At least in practice, even if my teachings and writings seemed impeccably biblical. Hmm. Coming from this person, such statements astounded me. I began to wonder if every meeting I had here was meant to give me a greater shock than the previous one. If it is true that you became an enemy of the gospel, how is it that you are still here? I questioned. By the grace of God, I did trust in the cross for my own salvation. However, I actually kept other men from it, leading them to myself rather than to the Lord. Even so, the Lord, the blessed Savior remains faithful to us even when we are unfaithful. It was also by His grace that the Lord, listen to me, it was also by His grace that the Lord took me from the earth sooner than He would have. Just so that those who were under me could find Him and come to me. It was saying, in terms sometimes people die suddenly not because we don't know but it's because God has allowed them to die because they are stopping people from serving God and I know a lot of fathers who don't want to encourage their children to become what God wants them to be they die in their year in the midst of their years if my father did not die the year he died I wouldn't have been a pastor. Because of some yami, but he would even believe in this pastor, pastor thing. But after that, all the children became what they had to become. It was after my father had died that today all my brothers are pastors. We are five. I am a bishop. Next two. I'm the last. Senior next, a reverend. Next, your reverend. Next, your reverend. Next, your reverend. Mrs. Tamidunachipe, or your lady pastor, if daddy was around, don't bring those things. 
But you see, sometimes you are hindering, but you don't know. You may even be a mother. You are saying sarcastic, making sarcastic statements. God will remove you before your time. Okay. So, just so those who were under me could find him and come to know him, the Lord took me from the earth sooner than he would have. I could not have been more stunned to think that this particular man was guilty of such things. History had given us a very different picture, Mr. Sedor, of him. Reading what was reading what was going on in my heart, he continued, God does have a different set of history books than those on the earth. You have had a glimpse of this, but you do not yet know how different they are. Earthly histories will pass away, but the books that are kept here will last forever. If you can rejoice in what heaven is recording about your life, you are blessed indeed. Obinka, amen. Men see through a glass darkly, so that histories will always be clouded and sometimes completely wrong. How was it that so many other leaders esteemed you so? I inquired, still having trouble absorbing what I was hearing. The, voice, the thing is changing. I prefer the previous one. Very few Christians, even very few leaders, have the true gift of discernment. Without this gift, it is impossible to accurately discern truth in those of the present or the past. Even with this gift, it is difficult. Until we have been here in heaven and been stripped, we will judge others through distorted prejudices, either positive or negative. That is why we were warned not to judge before the time. Until we have been here, we cannot really know what is in the hearts of others and whether they are performing good or evil deeds. There have been good motives in even the worst of men and evil motives even in the best of them. Only here in heaven can be judged by both their deeds and their motives. When I return to earth, will I be able to discern history accurately because I have been here? I asked. You are here because you prayed for the Lord to judge you severely, to correct you ruthlessly so that you could serve him more perfectly. This was one of the wisest requests you have ever made. The, the wise judge themselves lest they be judged. The even wiser ask for the judgments of the Lord because they realize they cannot even judge themselves well. Having come here, you will live with far more wisdom and discernment but on earth you always see through a glass darkly, at least to some degree. Although your experience here will help you to know men better, only when you are fully here can you know them fully. When you live here, you will be more impressed by how little you know men rather than by how well you know them. <laughs> this is just as true in relation to the histories of men. I have been allowed to talk with you because I have in a sense discipled you through my writings. And knowing the truth about me will help you. The famous reformer concluded. Hey, I'm reading news, oh. It's a kind of news. And the last point for today, the reformer's wife. So what have I talked about? The would-be mentor who had a problem with insecurity. Amen. And I also talked about the enemy of the gospel who had a problem with what? Pride. And now I'm ending with the reformer's wife who had a problem with manipulation.
Beautiful. Then a woman, I did not know, stepped forward. Her beauty and grace were breathtaking, but they were not sensual or seductive in any way. I was his wife. <laughs> I wish I could speak like a lady. <laughs> I was his wife on earth. She began. Much of what you know of him actually came from me, Sister Nina Castle. Much of what you know of him actually came from me. Much of what you know of him actually came from me. Sisters, motion you. That is why as I'm growing, I realize that sisters must be corrected when they are little children. And corrected well, so they become well trained. Because a lot of sisters are not well trained. A lot of sisters are not. Because sisters, you see, by the age of 14, even if you are twin with a brother, your brother will still look very muscular, but your body would have changed, or your body would have started changing. Your breasts become bigger, your bones become bigger. So, oh no, brother, and I'm crying. people may think that you're older. So, the way God has made you, your things begin to pop up, and you think that you have grown, but your mind is little. And the reason why a lot of sisters are already deceived from that age, because they think there's something they're not. <laughs> The preaching is getting better. The preaching is getting better. The preaching is getting better. People are quiet. If I were you, I'll say amen. The sisters are not saying amen. Brother, say amen for me. Actually, thank God. God didn't say a woman. He said amen. So can I have an amen for men? Yeah. Resurrection Sunday, sisters, can I have an amen? Ah, these are very spiritual sisters. Hey. I was his wife on earth. And come I can imagine she began. Much of what you know of this man actually came from me. Therefore, what I am about to say is not just about him, but about us. You can reform the church without reforming your own soul. You can dictate the course of history and yet not do the Father's will or glorify his son. If you commit yourself to making human history, you may do it. But it is a fleeting accomplishment that will evaporate like a wisp of smoke. Then I asked, but your husband's work or your work greatly impacted every generation after him for good. It is hard to imagine how dark the world would have been without him. I protested. She answered, true. But you can gain the whole world and still lose your own soul. Only if you keep your own soul pure can you truly impact the world for the eternal purposes of God. My husband lost his soul to me. And he only regained it at the end of his life because I was taken from the earth so that he could. I worry because a man can say, but in most of the time, with my experience as a pastor, most of the time, it is a woman. And I'll be preaching a resurrection Sunday. I mean, tell me, no. That's what I saw in the Indian monk. I was hoping that they parking. Make sure I was here. It's not making this thing actually. Because a lot of sisters don't know that. That is why many sisters will die and go to heaven and you get shocked. Ah! 
God had prepared a nice place for you around him on the throne. But you missed it. Why? Because of the way you were doing your things. Much of what my husband did, he did more for me than for the Lord. I pressured him and even gave him much of the knowledge that he taught. Brother, brother Tienio, only Obama, you must put your feet down and then lead the family. That's why you must be spiritual. But unfortunately, sometimes we have, remember, we are not too strong. So now we have sisters who look stronger than the brothers. And then the sisters now use their power to control. Without you seeing that they are controlling. Remotely. I will say it because you want her to be happy. Including pastors. He's talking about pastor here. If pastors' wives can control them, therefore, non pastors. <laughs> Those who are happy, may God give you a resurrection blessing. <laughs> if pastors' wives can control them, therefore, one more pastors. Pastor, who is owning better? What a shock. Look at it. Oh, see, I pressured him and even gave him much of the knowledge that he taught. I used him as an extension of my own ego because as a woman, I could not be recognized at the time as a spiritual leader myself. In a sense, I took over his life so that I could live my life through him. Soon, I had him doing everything just to prove himself to me. I don't know why you don't love me. I don't... Hey, come on, Tom. Remember, I confused because I don't know where No, the suit I Hey, who changed our bra? You don't give. Look, one day Bishop Doug was preaching and he said, he went to Switzerland and he was ministering. And at a point, the Lord told him to raise funds. And he said, when he said, I want somebody to give this amount, there was this lady. With Nikun, the lady is a black girl, and the Nikun is a white man. And the man lifted his hand. And interestingly, a man is a super. Daddy, Bishop Doug saw the hand going up. And then the wife who was sitting by him pulled the hand down. And so Bishop said, he saw it quickly. And he said, I saw the hand. And the hand didn't come up again. So when they closed, this lady and the white husband came to say hello to Bishop. Bishop, the message was so powerful. The message was so good. God is using you. I'm praying that God will bless my husband so that one day... And he said, the way the lady was talking, and the husband was quiet standing there. And he said, look at you. I saw it. If I didn't see it, it would have been different. I saw it. You pulled your husband's hands down. And the husband also accepted the hand to be down. And that's how most of our husbands are. 
Your wife pull your hand down. Your wife discourages you from doing something. Hey, shepherd, shepherd, you are short of us for you. Not man, what can we be? I'm not sure I'm not shepherd. I'm not sure 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 I'm not you are the man. You must put your feet down and say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want us to do. God has lost power over his men. A lot of men have become women. And the women have become men. It's just like taking your nose and putting it on your forehead. Soon I had to do everything just to prove himself to me. You must have loved her very much, I said, looking at him. So Regina, so here's the wife, here's the man, and the lady was talking, and the man was quiet. So Regina looked at the man and said, hey, hey you must have loved your wife, pal. And look at the, what the man said, no, I do not love her at all. He said to my amazement, and neither did she love me. In fact, after just a few years of our marriage, we did not even like each other. But we both needed each other. So we found a way to work together. Our marriage was not a yoke of love, but of bondage. The more successful we became, the more unhappy we became. And the more deception we used to fool those who followed us. We were empty wretches by the end of our lives. Huh? The more influence you gain by your own self-promotion, the more you must strive to retain your influence. And the more your life will become dark and cruel. Kings feared us, but we feared everyone. From the kings to the peasants. We could trust no one because we were living in such deception ourselves that we don't even trust each other. We preached love and trust because we wanted everyone to love and trust us. But we ourselves secretly feared and despised everyone. If you preach the greatest truths, but do not live them, you are only the greatest hypocrite and the most tormented soul. Their words pounded me like a hammer. I could see that my life was already heading in the same direction. How much was I doing to promote myself rather than Christ? I began to see how much I did just to prove myself to others, especially those I felt in competition with or those who disliked or rejected me. Don't live your life to prove to anybody. That is a temptation that many of us are experiencing. You want to live your life to prove. I have talked to a lot of people who say that, look, I want to prove to my dad. I want to prove to my mom. I want to prove to my wife. I want to prove to my husband I can make it. I want to prove to my, I want to prove. Don't prove to anybody. Become what God wants you to be. If you live your life proving, 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 you will go to hell. At best, you'll be a foolish virgin. Why? Be yourself. began to see how much I did just to prove myself to others. I began to see how much of my own life was built on the facade of a projected image that belied who I really was. But here I could not hide. This great cloud of witnesses all knew who I was beyond the veil of my projected motives. I looked again at this couple. They were now so guileless and so noble that it was impossible to question their motives. They were gladly exposing their most devious sins for my sake. They were genuinely happy to be able to do it. I may have had a wrong concept of you from your history and your writings, but I have even more esteem for you now, I told them. 
I pray that I can carry from this place the integrity and freedom that you now have. I am tired of trying to live up to projected images of myself. How I long for that freedom. I lamented. Wanting desperately to remember every detail of this encounter. Can I have the keyboardist on the keyboard please? Bless you. Then the famous reformer offered a final exhortation. I'm closing. Do not try to teach others to do what you yourself are not doing. Reformation is not just a doctrine. True reformation only comes from union with the Savior. When you are yoked with Christ, carrying the burdens that He gives you, He will be with you and carry them for you. You can only do this work when you are doing it with Him, not just for Him. Only the Holy Spirit can beget that which is Spirit. If you are truly yoked with Him, you will do nothing for the sake of politics or history. Anything you do because of political pressures or opportunities will only lead you to the end of your true ministry. The things that are done in an effort to make history, the things that are done in an effort to make history, whether spiritual, whether in your life, maybe you are trying to build houses to make history, maybe you are trying to do something that will make you have a name, the things that are done in an effort to make history, will at best confine your accomplishments to history. And you will fail to impact eternity. If you do not live what you preach to others, you disqualify yourself from the high calling of God, just as we did. I do not think I could even consider seeking a high calling. I interrupted. I don't even deserve to sit here in this place you say it's for the lowest rank in heaven. How could I even consider seeking a high calling? The high calling is not out of reach for anyone that the Lord has called. I'll tell you what will keep you on the path of life. Love the Savior and seek His glory alone. Love the Savior and seek His glory alone. Love the Savior and seek His glory alone. And there is Resurrection Sunday. What I'm telling you is love the Savior and seek His glory alone. Love the Savior, MFA, and seek His glory alone. Do Jesus Christ, love the Savior and seek His glory alone. Or see, and everything you do to exalt yourself will one day bring you the most terrible humiliation. Everything you do out of genuine love for the Savior, to glorify His name, will extend the limits of His eternal kingdom and ultimately result in a much higher place for yourself. So all our moves, all our decisions, all our undertakings must be to help bring glory to Jesus and extend the ministry, extend the church. That's why those who sing, God bless you. Those who dance, God bless you. Those who support your finances. Anything that you do to help God's kingdom to advance, God says that it goes on your record. The couple then parted with a cheerful embrace. He says that care nothing for what is recorded on earth. Live for what is recorded here in heaven. Yet I felt anything but cheerful as they walked away. I was again overwhelmed by my own sin. Memories of the times I had used people for my own purposes or even used the name of Jesus to feather my own ambitions or make myself look better began to cascade down upon me. 
here in this place where I could behold the power and glory of the one I had so used, such memories became more repulsive than I could stand. I fell on my face in the worst despair I had ever known. After what seemed like eternity of seeing people and events passed before me, I felt the reformer's wife lifting me to my feet again. I was overcome by her purity, especially as I now felt so evil and corrupt. I had the strongest desire to worship her because she was pure. Turn to the sun. Turn to Jesus, she said emphatically. Your desire to worship me or anyone else at this time only an attempt to turn the attention away from yourself and justify yourself by serving what you are not. I am pure now because I tend to him. You need to see the corruption that is in your own soul. But then you must not dwell on yourself or seek to justify yourself with dead works. But tend to Jesus. She said this with such genuine love that it was impossible to be hurt or offended by it. When she saw that I understood, she continued, The purity you see in me was what my husband first saw in me when we were young. I was relatively pure in my motives then. But I corrupted his love and my own purity. How? By allowing him to worship me wrongly. So sisters, don't love a man so much that you allow him to worship you wrongly. Don't live a life depending on man. You can never become pure by worshipping those who are more pure than yourself. You must go beyond them to find the one who has made them pure and in whom alone there is no sin. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Please stand to your feet. Many things God is speaking to us. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Amazing love How can it be That my God choose that for me and can it be and can it be that thou should gain it's screen an interest in the Savior's love. Oh, died He for me, who for this game for Amazing love, amazing love, how can it be 
family, pray for your mother, your dad, pray for your husband, your wife, pray for your children, your brother, your sister, pray for your family members that God will help you, God will bless you, that every one of us will make it to heaven. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus doesn't want us to die and go to hell. He wants all of us with family, with our households to make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus, just for some few minutes, pray that God deliver us from evil, deliver us from insecurity, deliver us from pride, deliver us from manipulation. Manipulation is witchcraft. It's a type of witchcraft. You are trying to manipulate people with your, your intentions, with your motives, with your actions. But we are saying, Lord, we will not do that. We will live to please you. Lift up your voice and pray. I want to hear prayer. God is listening to us. Ile konzan, imika, notosa, meno koriendo, shekofatole mekaba, reba mama zuze, pekoshta, mineno, brokosianta. God is forgiving us of our sins. He's cleansing us from every unrighteousness. Liparadusikila, bresto parana, shekatala, ramamagaso, kotoriande. This morning the Lord is healing you. He's healing you. He's healing you. He's healing your body. He's healing your soul. He's healing your spirit. Mareko, shotoromo sindelema. Anything that is dead in your life is coming alive. In the name of Jesus, that which must come alive is coming alive. Marado sabra kato sendeleme kabala mama. Babe sokato sendiboke. Peribori ekondi ni misavre ni mekabala madibaha. Rabade bagato zaga debe kabala baha. Faria santo shukudale mekabaya. Oh Jesus. You have done so much for me I cannot tell it all If I have ten thousand tongues It still won't be enough Sing it Let's start it again you have done so much for me I cannot tell it all Oh, If I have ten thousand tongues It still won't be 
Jesus. Father, we thank you that poverty is gone and prosperity is coming alive. I bless this church. I bless your people. May we enjoy all that you have for us from now even up to 31st December. In Jesus' mighty name and God's people shout aloud, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take down, sit down. You are here, you are not born again. It's a mistake. Because you must be born again. If you're here, you're not born again. I want you to bow down your head and let's pray. Because we're about to take communion. Communion is God's way of healing us. And establishing our relationship with Him. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. 
Please close your eyes, bow down your head and let's pray. To show that you are here, as you are bowed down your head, lift up your hand. Every eye closed. You are here like that. You want to pray with me? With your head bowed, lift up your hand up. God bless you, sister. Why don't you clap for one of our sisters who gave her life to Christ? All right. Please, communion is being served. Let's all take the bread. Today is Resurrection Sunday. We want to eat with Jesus. It's also taking communion with all the churches all over. And I believe God is blessing us. Believe God to heal. Believe God to bless. Believe God to touch you. Believe God to perfect all that concerns you. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody, please get ready. Please stand to your feet. What we are doing is a spiritual activity. Please lift up your breath. Jesus said, in the night he was betrayed, when he took the bread, he said, this is my body, broken for you. Eat in remembrance of me. So as we eat this bread, we are eating the body of Jesus. Believe it. Oh, Yaria, believing that you don't mess with Yaria. Yes, we shall not waste you, huh? Am I here? Say, you're far. Sometimes I'm fed drawn over five times and Sanwato. Sometimes I'm fed drawn about twenty times and Sanwato. I don't know what today's communion will do, but I believe that it will still do something. Lift it up and say the body of Jesus. And please eat it. And he also took the wine and he said, This is my blood poured up for you. 
drink as often as you would in remembrance of me. Please think about the blood. As you are drinking this wine, it's becoming blood in your body. Sometimes it comes as a syrup and it does something. May today's blood that we are taking wash away our sins, purge us of every filth, preserve and protect our lives to meet again and take communion. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus and believe and drink it. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us as your own. As a family represented here in Anakazu Assembly Press Service. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives and in our homes and in our families. We thank you for this communion. May it establish your purpose in our lives. We become all that you want us to be. And may we journey in the strength of this communion these few days in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people shout aloud, Amen. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449 0540-774941 Stay blessed.